Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast that is designed for students of travel. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out the website, dbetravel.com, which has a list of all the episodes ever recorded, a button that makes it easy to get to the show's Patreon page, and so much more. No matter where you're listening, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you can, please rate and review. That really helps the show reach more students of travel. Italy is a country that's on so many of our travel bucket lists. When you think about all the delicious food, renowned wine, stunning scenery, and just overall Italian authenticity, there's so many fantastic reasons to visit this beautiful country. This week, I'm joined by Valerie from Culture Travel LLC, a boutique travel agency that specializes in experiential travel design. Valerie has put together a 2023 trip to Italy, specifically to the Tuscan region of Italy, and today she's going to talk us through a blog on the Cultured Travel website that highlights some of Tuscany's must-see towns. Alright, let's get to the show. Here's my interview with Valerie from Cultured Travel, LLC. All right, Valerie, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, Thank you so much for taking some time to join the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to be here and talk about Tuscany and chat today. So yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I read your Tuscany blog that you wrote and it's amazing. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about Tuscany? Where in Italy is it located? And as a general overview, just tell us what Tuscany is like. Yeah, so Tuscany is located in the central region um, of Italy. And if you're coming from the U.S. and you want to go straight into Tuscany, you would fly into either the Florence or the Pisa airport. Um, But because it is central to Italy, a lot of times travelers will like add on a little south and go into Rome or a little north and go into Milan. And sometimes um, flying into Milan or Rome is more cost effective than going straight into Tuscany. But um, yeah, so Tuscany is in the central region. And um, I would say it's a lot easier to get into. It's like the it's the countryside, and especially in comparison to say Rome. Rome has a lot of um, amazing uh, neighborhoods, but Tuscany has these quaint, unique, small villages um, where the population, you know, is some of the towns just have like a thousand people still living in them. So they're really small, really quaint. Um, a lot of the people are still doing their farming and their vineyards that they've been doing, you know, since the 18th century. And so uh, just Tuscany is beautiful and it just the rolling hills and all the vineyards and it's fascinating. It's a romantic destination. It's a beautiful destination. It's ideal for anyone who um, likes, enjoys wine, especially red wine. So yeah, I love Tuscany. So if someone goes to culturedtravelllc.com, They can find the blog that we're talking about today, which you wrote, and it highlights some of the cities in the Tuscan region. Uh, And I want to go through some of those cities with you, starting with San Gimignano. The town has roads and structures that date back to the 13th century, and it looks so pretty based off the pictures I've seen. Tell us, like, what is San Gimignano like, and what are some popular things for visitors to do in the area? 
Sure. So San Gimignano is actually my favorite town city in the Tuscan region. Um, it's this hillside town in the southwest of Florence. Um, and it's, it is so beautiful and picturesque. Um, so it's up at the top of this hill. And as you're coming up to the city walls, there's um, this restaurant on the right that has this large terrace. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but there's this um, restaurant has this huge terrace um, that you can sit out and you can get an espresso or a glass of wine and enjoy like the beautiful view. Um, and then like right outside of that terrace, there's this huge archway where you walk into the city center and then it's just filled with like cobble streets and narrow alleyways. There's amazing gelato shop. There's tons of leather shops and you can just get lost for hours. I think there's definitely some popular tourist things to do with like check out the cathedral, but I personally recommend people just walk around this city because, um, it's fascinating and the architecture is gorgeous and you can just wander around and get lost and go into the little shops and buy some leather goods and buy some lavender and taste the food and um yeah it's it's gorgeous it's like if you picture like the photos of wandering down cobblestone streets that is san gimignano it that is what it's like so yeah so I think it's interesting you talk about, you know, you recommend that people kind of walk and see the town that way. And I think that might be a theme with some of these other towns in Tuscany. Um, Luca is another beautiful Tuscan town. And while reading your blog, I found it interesting that cars are actually outlawed within city limits. Um, talk to me about Luca and what you might see if you explore the town by bike. Yeah, so... Um a lot of locals get around primarily by bike in Lucca, um, but it's also very easy to get around walking. And you're right, there is a theme between all of these cities for sure. Um, walking within the cities anywhere in Italy, but particularly in Tuscany, um, once you're in the city limits is very easy um, and enjoyable. So Lucca, like a lot of these cities, has um, a wall around the outside that you um, enter through a, an archway. Um, and they've got barriers, you know, so the cars can't go in there and they've got a few car parking lots just outside. Um, if you've got a rental car or something or a Vespa you've rented, you can park out there and you walk in or you cycle in if you're renting a bike. Um, and again, I guess similar to San Gimignano, you just cycle around and take in the sights. There's lots of cafes and little shops and alleyways and beautiful doors. I kind of have a thing with unique doors and Luca has some really pretty doors. Um, yeah, they also have, if you went just outside of the city wall, you could actually go up on the city wall and cycle along it. Um, and it's about like, I think it's three or four miles long. So yeah, there's a cathedral and an ancient clock tower and St. Michael's church. Um, so those are some things you can check out within Luca. One thing that's unique about Luca is their city center square isn't actually a square. It's a circle, um, which I hadn't seen anywhere else before. So you walk in and I don't even know how the, how they did this with the architecture, but it's, it's actually a circle shape and all the buildings are, um, like connected in that way. And so it's really unique and beautiful for sure. So on to the next town. Volterra is a town that you describe as a great off-the-beaten-path city. Its location is beautiful, and it has some renowned museums. Tell us more about Volterra. Yeah, so Volterra um, is not as uh, 
visually exciting as some of the other cities that you'll visit. Um, and it's certainly not as popular as some of the other ones. So if you're wanting to get off the beaten path a bit, um, Volterra might be a good city for you to visit. Um, so they have two museums. They have the Etruscan Museum, and then they also have a Museum of Torture, which is a bit morbid, but it's very unique. Um, and then they have just out along the city walls, a lot of these city walls have these huge archways um, and they have one that has like these three heads, although because it's so old and worn down, you can't really tell what the heads were. Um, but people like to debate um, because of the movie Twilight, um, some of the scenes from the book and the movie um, were set in the city of Volterra. Um, and so they like to <laughs> try to decide are those heads like vampires or dragons or who knows what they were a long time ago but it's unique because most of the archways are like pretty flat with the bricks but these have like definite three um head looking things sticking out through their archway so certainly very interesting now we all know about the leaning tower but there's so much more to explore in the city of pisa what are some popular things for visitors visitors to see around pisa um, so I had always imagined the Leaning Tower of Pisa, like in the middle of this big green field and nothing else around. I don't know why that's what I had imagined. Maybe you who are listening, imagine that as well. I'm in the same um, boat. Yep. Same. Okay. Boat. Um, but it's not actually like that. I mean, there's grass around it, but it's actually, um, in this city square where there's, um, a, a church and a baptistry, baptistry, history um and a cemetery all kind of like close together um in close proximity so you you walk in through they don't have quite the arch of walk of some of the other towns but there's definitely a city wall that you walk through to go into pisa and there's a city square like i said with um the church and the baptist baptistry <laughs> and the leaning tower and definitely the leaning tower is the most popular thing to do and i do recommend that you take the timing try to get a ticket to climb up the marble steps that are winding and it's like when you're up there it's almost like you feel a little seasick because it's leaning and it's kind of off um just outside of pisa um there's a river that's actually probably a non-touristy thing to do is to go walk along um the river and very touristy thing to do is right outside right before you walk into pisa there's a bunch of stalls selling touristy type trinkets um and things like that and pisa also has some really good food too so food you can eat food everywhere in italy right just just eat your way through tuscany drink eat and drink your way through tuscany and you'll be good i love it and we've talked about already some great towns around tuscany but of course no tour of tuscany would be complete without visiting the capital of the region Florence, that's actually a direct quote from your blog. Um, but can you talk briefly about what makes Florence such a great place to visit and describe how walkable it is to get to some of the most famous sites around the city? Yeah, so Florence is extremely walkable because it's mostly flat. And so it's it's very, very easy to walk to and from all of the sites. Um, and uh, probably the most popular thing to do Florence is to go into the art gallery and see Michelangelo's original sculpture of David. And that's something that you need to get tickets probably beforehand to make sure that you can do. There are some replicas of David throughout Florence 
um, set up. But if you want to see the original, you have to actually go into the art museum. Um, something that I like to do a little off the beaten path secret I want to share is there is an Irish pub right outside the cathedral called JJ's Cathedral. And they have the, a balcony that only sits one little table. But if you can get to their second level in this pub and sit on that balcony, you can just people watch and take in the beautiful um, views of the green and the white marble on the cathedral. Um, and you can just get a gorgeous view. Um, whether or not you have a drink uh, just sitting on the balcony and even having a snack, um, it's a really great little secret spot to take in the views. So. Yeah, Valerie, I'm so glad you brought that up because on this show, we love hidden gems like JJ's Irish Pub, stuff like that just, you know, that can really add to the experience of a trip. And uh, I'm so I'm so glad that you brought that up as a, a thing for visitors to check out. Now, yeah. you mentioned food. And of course, we all we love food in Italy and there's wineries and thinking about the region kind of as a whole. You know, what are some of your favorite things about Tuscany? Maybe talk about the food and the wine and the views, but however you want to put it, what are some of your favorite things about Tuscany? So I'm a small town girl, and I think something that I particularly like about the Tuscany region is you can get the small town feel very easily. Um, You know, Florence is a big city, but you go just outside Florence and you're in the countryside and it's dirt roads and there's farmers in their boots. Um, So I really like um, the space and the countryside and I also really enjoy wine so and red wine. So Tuscany is great for that and known for their Chianti. And um, so I think that's (laughs) what I love most about it is just the space, the nature, the green space, um, the people just living their authentic, normal lives, um, driving down dirt roads and drinking really good wine. So, sounds yeah. like it sounds like a great place to visit to me. I mean, great wine, great you know scenery, great landscapes, and great food. What else could you ask for? It sounds absolutely amazing. Um, and Valerie, you put together a seven night trip to Tuscany. Tell us more about that trip. What are some of the inclusions and where can someone go to find out more information about it? Yeah, so um, I partnered with Val, which is funny because my name's Valerie, but I partnered with Val at Totally Tuscany Villas. And um, we put this tour together. It's May 20th through the 27th of 2023. Um, Yeah, it's seven nights. We're going to be staying in a hillside villa in the Chianti region, which um, gives us a central location to visit all of um, these cities that actually I talk about in my blog. Um, It includes daily breakfast and dinners, four wine tastings um, and winery tours, an olive grove tour and tasting, a four-course authentic cooking class um, that we're actually will have in the chef's home. So it's really intimate. and authentic and very special. Um, And then guided tours with an expert guide um, to all of the cities. So um, they could go to my website. They could send me an email, could send me a DM on Instagram. Um, Yeah, if you have any interest, just reach out in any of those ways, so. I love it. It looks so amazing. And um, let's talk about your website really quick, culturedtravelllc.com. It's a great place to go for someone to learn more about your services read your blog, or even begin planning a trip with you. Um, Tell us more about Cultured Travel LLC. How did you get into travel planning and what are some of the travel planning services you offer? 
So after I actually lived overseas um, for 10 years and after a decade of living overseas and connecting with incredible cultures, people and places, um, when I came back to the U.S., I founded Culture Travel on the belief that travel can change the world through connections. Um, and cult so Culture Travel is a boutique travel agency, um, and we really aim to help our clients connect in meaningful ways. And we design all of our travel custom itineraries through the lens of experiential or immersive travel um, because we really think there's a lot of value when you connect um, with the local culture and of course you when you go to somewhere famous like Tuscany and you want to go to Florence and you want to see the sites but you also want to get into the countryside and you want to go um, to a chef's home and learn how to cook something the way he cooks it um, and there's a there's just a lot of connection that can happen with experiences like that so um yeah, that's who Culture Travel is. That's how we got started. Um, we're all about connections and seeing the world. So, I love it. And where can listeners go to follow Culture Travel on social media? I'm on Instagram and Facebook, primarily on Instagram, but we are on Facebook too. So you can you can find us on either of those. So Valerie, before we end the show here. Um, I do have one more question for you. Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. And I want to ask you, are you someone who considers yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, tell me about some lessons that you've learned or maybe just one lesson that you've learned uh, about travel uh, along your along your journey. I definitely consider myself a student of travel. I, I consider myself a lifelong learner. That's like kind of a cheesy thing to say, but I consider myself a lifelong learner anyway. Um, and I think travel is the best educator for children and adults. There's no better education than getting out and seeing the world and learning about yourself and learning about others. And I think I would say the biggest lesson I've learned, um, two big lessons I've learned through traveling is um, everybody's the same. And I spent a lot of time in Malaysia and they had the saying there, sama sama, which means same, same, but different. Um, we're all human. We all desire connection um, and love, and we all go through hurt and pain. And I think when you travel, you really get an opportunity to grow in your empathy and your understanding of not only yourself, but the world um, and see that we're all, we're all the same. We're different. We may look different, act different, talk different, but really um, we're all human and, um, you know, same, different. I love that. And I think traveling kind of helps us understand that concept of Sama Sama because uh, you get to see how other people live and you get to see some of the things that they really desire as far as you were mentioning connections. You know, we do share a lot with other cultures that we may not realize um, being in our own bubble. So getting outside of our bubble to, to see the world, I think, um, is certainly great, great advice and a great lesson. Um, Valerie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about Tuscany. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait over, I can't wait to get over to Tuscany to grab some wine and, and have uh, a wonderful vacation sometime. So, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. A big DBE thank you to Valerie from Cultured Travel LLC for taking the time to join the show. You can give Cultured Travel LLC a follow on Instagram at Cultured Travel LLC. Make sure to visit culturedtravellc.com for more information on Valerie's trip to Tuscany in 2023 
and to find out how Cultured Travel LLC can work with you to create a unique travel experience that you'll never forget. Remember to check out Group Experience to learn how to build your travel tribe. You can find more information about Group Experience in the show notes, and don't forget to give them a like on Facebook. Destinations Beyond Expectations is on Facebook as well, and you can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Wherever you listen, if you don't mind rating and reviewing the show, that's really helpful. And if you love the show, share it with a friend. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.